Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Security Detail by Frankenstein 1962 It seemed weird to be on a golf course this early in the morning and not have a club in my hand, or at least have a tee-off time scheduled. But there I was on this particular early Thursday morning, sitting and waiting as the course buzzed with excitement. Ground crews, audio and video crews, food people, decorators, handlers, wranglers, you name it. The place was absolute chaos with a side order of bedlam thrown in just to even things out. The only ones that seemed unfrazzled were us, the security detail.my best friend and partner in actual crime-stopping, Pete, was sitting next to me. Together, we waited for our assignments. Waiting wasn't anything new to us, so we picked a spot that was out of the way but had the best vantage point and used it to our advantage as we watched in the very early morning light as everyone prepared for the only LPGA event in Ohio this year. Ana de Armas? Pete asked. I knew that he was already bored. No way. I've told you a million times I'm not playing. I told him. Humor me, big boy. It helps me kill time and it helps with my sex life. Pete pled. You always ask the same names. I always give the same answers. And if you think for a minute that this is helping you with your sex life, then you need real help. I told him, Pete always liked to play a version of a game he called Mary Murder or Screw. I knew it helped him kill time. He wanted to play at least once a week while we were cruising around in our unit, keeping Cincinnati safe. Answer dickhead. He growled. He waited for my answer. Her always waited for my answer. I knew that we wouldn't move forward until we got a round of his game under our belts, so just like every time, I gave in and played along. Kill you, screw her, and then marry your cute little wife. Who wouldn't? I gave him the same answer that I always gave when he said her name. Keep my wife out of this, you prick. Merritt Patterson? Was the second name he asked. Who? Wow, finally someone brand new, but I had no idea who she was. Buddy, you gotta get a woman. Ginny makes me watch the Hallmark Channel with her, and it's filled with little hotties like Merritt, I swear. She's a smoke show pal. Pete was trying to convince me. I'll take your word. Mary. I said because it was the easy choice. Mary? Dude, what the fuck? If you saw her, you'd want to do more than marry her. Stop being a pussy. His voice had another small plea in it. Make up your mind. You just told me to settle down. What's your problem? If she's a Hallmark girl, she's a safe bet to settle down with. Right? I explained my reasoning, but without much luck. Not really. There are a few chicks in those movies that have whipped their titties out on the big screen. And let me tell you, for Hallmark, they pick some killers for us to look at. Again, he was very emotional while pleading his case. Okay, calm down. To keep you happy, I'll fuck her. Yep. I agreed to have sex with an actress from an imaginary movie, just to make my friend happy. The things we do to appease the ones we care about. Thanks, Ryan. You know that I live vicariously through you. I laughed when he said it because he and Ginny had been married since he graduated the academy. She was a sweetheart and the mother of his children. Florence Pugh? 
What are you just making up names so that I, hey you two assholes, stop the bullshitting and get the fuck in here. One of the guys doing the interviewing and giving instructions thought that his rank amongst the golf world would be enough to give us some flack. Assholes? This fucking prick was about to catch a slap. Pete and I were here because we were hired for security at this golf event. Apparently, some unhappy fan was sending hate mail and threatening letters to a bunch of the lady golfers, and at the request of the LPGA, the course campaigned the local police department and solicited the help of all the off-duty policemen available. They were worried that the ladies might be in some kind of danger. We were here to protect the golfers, not take shit from some flunky carrying a clipboard and handing out orders. Stopping in the doorway, I turned so that my six feet three inches frame shadowed his and looked him in the face. Who the fuck are you calling assholes, you fuck what? I asked the question because I wanted him to say it again, but it didn't happen. Okay, enough with the dick measuring. I want all the off-duty cops on the left side of the room. All the others to the right. And those of you that have PI licenses and permits to carry, get on the same side as the cops. And if I hear anyone else mouthing off to security, you can grab your shit and leave. We were later told that the lady now barking orders was Heather Grimes, and she was in charge of player safety. All right, if any of you have to piss or take a shit, now's the time to do it. Because once you're on the course with your golfer, you will be expected to be at her side until she finishes her round. An event coordinator ushered us into a different room where they had clothing that they wanted us to wear. Khaki pants. Black golf shirts with the course logo. And a grayish windbreaker with security on both the front and back. There were also golf-appropriate footwear for each of us. After an hour of further instructions and demonstrations, we seemed to be ready. Listen up. You can clip your badges to the belts on your trousers, but all guns must be concealed. We don't want anyone in the crowd or any dumbass cameraman making a big deal about this. The understood just brought a few grunts from those seated nearby. The coordinator left with a huff when no one answered, leaving us alone for the next forty minutes. Finally, when the time had arrived, we were escorted outside. From there, we were assigned a number and were once again told to wait. Both Pete and I hoped that we would get players in the same foursome, but that didn't happen. His number was called, and he stepped to the tee box as NASA had Oka, launched, a ball. Yeah, Pete immediately started sending me everything he had on NASA and golf. You're up, one of the starters told me when I missed them calling my number. It had only been minutes but seemed like a couple of hours had passed since Pete's golfer had teed off. I went to my position and scanned the crowd as my golfer got into position. As soon as she bent over to tee up the ball, her tiny skirt raised enough to show the entire golf world the round cheeks of her ass hidden behind a pair of tight undershorts. As soon as I got a good look at her, assets, I knew that I was in trouble. There were always a lot of good-looking golfers playing in these things and this weekend's tournament was no different, but in my opinion, none of them were quite as hot as the one waiting to tee off. This girl was put together. Solid body, accompanied with solid looks. Long blondish hair and a wickedly cute face. She was hot, and by the way she worked the crowd, she knew it. Ladies and gentlemen, from San Diego, California, Ms. Claire Hogle, called out the announcer. Claire had a nice swing. Her head down, eyes on the ball, and the perfect follow-through. 
She held the pose and watched as her ball flew over the fairway. When it landed, her ball was probably twenty, maybe twenty-five yards shorter than all the other golfers that had landed in the fairway, but it was in the middle of the fairway, and she looked good, so she didn't seem to care. Nor did any of the guys that were looking at her instead of her ball. Like any self-respecting security guy, I followed behind the golfer and her caddy, continuously scanning the crowd, which wasn't that hard to do. I mean only a dozen people were following our group, and most of those seemed to be dudes that were staring at Claire's every move and her very visible assets. Dot at the end of nine holes, there was a short break. We all got a snack and a restroom stop. I found Pete busting a couple of other security guys for trying to sneak beers. It was a big no-no doing that sort of thing. Especially when you are on the job. Houston, we have a problem. I said as I snuck up behind him. Fuck. I'll tell you something, Ryan. When that little thing hits a ball, it comes off the club face like it's loaded with a jetpack. He grinned and pointed over to where she was standing. I think she's at four under. I haven't checked the leaderboard, but she might even be leading this shit. How's yours doing? She's a couple over, but she doesn't give a shit. I could hear disappointment in my own voice. What? Why? Pete asked, but I didn't get the chance to tell him. He was waved over to his golfer, and I was off to my next hole.it was my job to watch everything, and I did just that. I watched those around us, and those golfing with my charge. I couldn't help myself. I continued to watch how she played. It didn't take a pro to see that Claire had very good form. She hit the ball straight. She chipped and putted well, but there was something missing, and after a couple of more holes, I figured out that something was, it was a camera dot by the 15th hole, I was positive that I had it pegged. Claire played a better game when all eyes were on her. Anyway, for most of the day, the eyes of a camera weren't always on her, and she finished four over. When scorecards were signed and it was all over, most of the golfers and caddies headed to the left. It was a large tent set up for hospitality. The rest of us went to the right and walked a half mile before we came to a barn that had an assortment of refreshments for us. I found Pete and sure enough, he confirmed that NASA was in the lead. You didn't tell me. What's your golfer's name? Pete asked. Claire something. Hog or Hogel? I really don't give a shit because she won't be making the cut. Again, I could hear my own disappointment. Fuck you. You're telling me that you're keeping an eye on Claire Hogel? He seemed surprised. Sure am. I wondered if my partner had got a look at how hot she was also. You know that she's the hottest little number on tour, right? When Pete spoke, a lot of heads turned in our direction. Well, you're not wrong. She has an ass and a rack that are killer. Some of the other cops smiled when I said it. They knew it was true. Look. Pete held up his phone for me to see. She's fairly new and hasn't played a lot, but man, I gotta tell ya. Smoking hot. There were pages and pages of Claire in various poses. She was very big in the Instagram universe, and not all of her pictures were golf-related. No, she loved to show off what a hot unit she was when she was wearing a bikini and other skimpy attire. There were lots of comparisons to her and another golfer named Paige Spironak. That evening, I spent some time on my own, researching, and found tons of pictures and blogs on my golfer. It was interesting, 
but all I could think was that hopefully tomorrow she would up her game so that it would be a better day for her and make the CUT.IN the morning, the shuttle bus dropped us off at the main gate. Today, we were ready to go. There would be no need to hand out cloths or to be given instructions. We knew what we were doing. The dewy grass was green and groomed. Not a blade was out of place. Quiet, save for the mechanical sounds of sprinklers tossing water over the fairways and greens. The small but loyal crowd made their way to the holes they wanted to cover, or they got in line to be next to the golfer that they wanted to follow. Such a beautiful morning to have it spoiled by a shitty round of golf. Yeah, like yesterday, it started out with hope and promise, but after a few holes, today's round wasn't going very well either. Claire had bogeyed two of her first four holes. The fifth looked like it had some promise, but as we approached the cameramen that were covering it, left to shoot something else. Claire bent at the waist for the small crowd's pleasure as she sunk her tee into the turf. Her hips gave a slight wiggle to show off the black shorts-slash-panties that lay beneath her peach-colored skirt. Then she proceeded to drive the ball into the deep rough. In disgust, Claire slammed the driver onto the tee, driving the wood peg below the grass surface like a hammer would drive a nail into soft wood. Are you fucking kidding me? My words came out too fast and far too loud. They also slipped out without any coaxing. For me, this was a rare occurrence, because I didn't normally slip up like this. I have had many security gigs in the past, so I knew the protocol. So if I did say something it was normally said under my breath and not when I was so close to the person that I was bitching about. But today, my disappointment got the better of me. I turned and looked at my golfer. For a second, I thought maybe my error in judgment had gone unnoticed. But it hadn't, and for the first time in two days Claire looked directly at me and spoke. I suppose that you could do better. She had an angry look on her cute face as she changed her path so that she was now walking only inches away from me as we headed toward her buried ball. Oddly, her getting closer to me only made me more upset. Because for the first time in two days, I noticed how good she truly looked and how good she actually smelled. Usually, I would have just kept doing my job. I would have and should have kept my mouth shut and walked away. But for some reason on today of all days... I felt compelled to answer her. Well, it looks like we're both going to be looking for work on Saturday, so I'll tell you. Yeah, I could do better. I can certainly hit it further, but I'm shit after that until I get on the green. But what makes me better is that I don't give a damn who's watching me or if the camera guy will get my best angle or a good shot of my ass. What the fuck? Who the hell do you think you are? Her voice had caught everyone's attention and the cameramen that were off in the distance, were now racing back toward us. Go fuck yourself. Goddamn rent-a-cop. I'll make the cut. Pure venom in her words. The cameramen who now wanted the shot were doing some leveling and adjusting, so I knew that I had time to sneak in my final words if I was quick. Doubt it. They say even and under. Looks like you'll have lots of time to post some pictures for your fan base. Maybe if you spent more time concentrating on your game, and not your ass, you'd be a better ranked player. After I said it, I assumed she'd have me removed as her security expert. I was wrong. Something in her game changed immediately. Claire's round after our little fairway bout improved. No more banging clubs. No more ass wiggles and no more playing for the cameras. She was showing me, and maybe herself, 
that when focused, she really did know how to play golf. There's an old saying, that if you are caught in a storm and are afraid of lightning, hold up a one iron, because even God can't hit a one iron. Turns out that that saying is untrue. Claire's ball wasn't sunken as deep as we both thought, and she whacked the living shit out of it with her trusty one iron. When it landed, she was on the fringe in two and was looking across the green at a long, but very makeable eagle putt. For the rest of the day, not once did she look for the camera crew, but more than once she shot me an evil glare or a go fuck yourself. When she sunk a putt, and when she handed in her scorecard at the end of the round, she was sitting at even par and was waiting to see if she had indeed made the cut. When all the scorecards were counted, she was eight shots back from the leader. But she would be teeing it up on Saturday. Pete invited me out for beers, but I had plans. In the end, I should have gone with him, because my mind was on what tomorrow would bring. And when we arrived at the golf course, we found out. Saturday morning brought out a much bigger crowd. Whether you are a weekend hacker out for a round with your friends, or a pro, it all comes down to simple basics, drive for show, putt for dough. That's why on Saturdays, the crowd and the golfers all were very aware that every shot meant money. Make the shot and your paycheck goes up. Miss, and you might lose a zero off the end of it, so nerves were more on edge, and tensions are always a bit higher. The sounds of her spikes scrapping the asphalt as she walked to the tee box caught my attention. That and the short skirt trying its best to cover her hidden assets but did nothing but accentuate the tanned muscular legs waiting to carry her over the course. Claire tossed a ball in the air and caught it with the opposite hand. Then she changed up and bounced the ball repetitively with the face of her nine iron. Finally, we made eye contact and I said, Good morning. She surprised me with a, Suck my cock. She spoke quietly enough so that only her caddy and I could hear her. Claire had an angry look on her face, but she appeared to be focused, so I backed off, and that's how our day started. Some golfers have good rounds, and some golfers have great rounds, and sometimes the score doesn't always reflect the quality of the round. Today was a great round for Claire. She shot a 4 under 68, but it just as easily could have been a 5 or 6 over. With the cameras focused on her every move, Claire made a number of perfect recovery shots that saved her cute little ass. At one point she even threw me a grin and a wink. It was a big, go fuck yourself. Because of the crowd's size, I stayed close by even after the round was complete. Claire went to the marshal's tent to do all of her after-round paperwork, and an entire gallery of fans and reporters wanted to speak with her. Good rounds never go unnoticed, and with the tip of her visor, she was a popular person once again. After she had completed her paperwork, Claire was being pulled in every direction. Everyone wanted a piece of her. A selfie. An autograph. Anything. It was during all this that I noticed a man of about 45 years of age grab her wrist. He appeared to be about twice Claire's size and it appeared that he wasn't looking for just a handshake. Claire, will you come with me for a minute? He said as he pulled her to himself. Claire pulled back, but his grip was tight, and he was much stronger than she was. Everything was happening in a flash and it was something that I thought could become dangerous if it escalated further, so I jumped in. The scene looked like one of those movies where the characters put their hands in and say, All for one, and one for all. Claire had grabbed the arm of someone close to her, her assailants held on to hers, 
My right hand joined the pile and wrapped his wrist, while my left hand clamped to the back of his neck. Four of us joined together as one. Let her go. It sounded like a growl when I said it. Bubbit, Bubbit, I just want her to sign my, he said with a bit of a nervous stutter, his body immediately beginning to perspire, he eyes shooting back and forth between Claire and me. When he refused to release Claire, the fingers on my hand squeezed tighter and I watched for him to make a move with his spare hand, but he didn't move, nor did he look like he was about to release his grip. Let her go, or I'll put you face down on the ground right here in front of all these cameras. He turned his head toward me and saw by my look that I wasn't joking. His eyes continued darting back and forth between me and the young lady of his desire. With a noticeable bead of sweat forming on his upper lip, he lifted both arms so that I could see them and backed away. Leave now, he grinned while backing away. Something about him concerned me, so I watched his every move until he was gone. My concern was Claire but I should have followed my instincts and questioned her crazy fan. Claire rubbed her wrist and a publicist for the event handed her a tube of hand sanitizer and tried her best to smooth over the situation. The little episode was only noticed by those in the front row, but it put them into a frenzy. They all started shouting questions and tried their best to push forward. My main concern was that that the entire event might get out of hand. My hand touched the publicist on the shoulder and I told her in no uncertain terms to wrap it up. Leading Claire back to the hospitality tent, I kept the crowd between Claire and myself. Once we were safely inside, I felt a little more at ease. Claire tried to play it off with a Wow, that was a little bit creepy, but I could tell that she was shaken up by the ordeal. Slightly. Does that happen to you often? I wasn't sure how crazy female golf fans could be. Not at a tournament, but lots of crazy shit happens on Instagram. She added, If you know what I mean. I didn't, but I could only imagine that I should have been headed home by now. In fact, when I glanced at my watch, I thought that I would have been home, but apparently the job was going into overtime tonight. Do you have an escort back to your hotel room tonight? I was going to have to offer if she said no. Everyone around her waited for her to answer. They were, all hoping to avoid having to put in any extra time. Yeah, they all planned on leaving it to me. Why, are you getting all Kevin Costner on me? When she smiled most of her entourage took it as a signal and left. They began scattering like rats. Who? I knew who Costner was. Who didn't? I just didn't know what she meant by it. Really? Are you telling me that you don't know who Costner is? You're a cop working security and you don't know that one? In the movie, The Bodyguard? He's the badass that takes care of a girl that's being threatened. She waited, but I had nothing. Come on, you're killing me. He falls in love with the girl he's watching. Still nothing, and the hot little blonde seemed almost disappointed that I didn't know what she was talking about. Come on. He's this strong, silent type. He just chills and seduces her. Then he gets his freak on. Dot. Sorry. I could tell that she wanted to continue talking about this movie, so I asked. What was she like? Did she play golf? Oh no, but she was very cool. A singer. She kept toying with him and teasing. She was trying to seduce him, and it was super sexy. Claire was glowing telling me about the actress. 
She had lightened up and was showing me her human side. Did she tell him to suck her cock? A mouth full of Claire's Fuji water hit me on the chest of my jacket, exactly where the word, security, was printed in bold yellow lettering. Oh shit, I'm so sorry, but that's too funny. She turned her head and looked to see if anyone else had heard or was listening, but everyone had left us alone. So, when she was certain that she was in the clear, she continued. No, but I'm pretty sure that he did it anyway. Her giggles were actually very charming. Lucky him or perhaps her. I also took a look around the room. Well, it looks like I'm watching that movie tonight. Saying that to her made her round cheeks glow and turn bright pink. For a cop, you're pretty funny and not that bad looking. Ever beat anyone up? When she asked, she put her hand on my chest and wiped away some of the water residue. Only the ones that spit on me, then try to touch me without asking. And what do you mean by, not that bad? My mom thinks I'm very handsome. She snorted out a loud laugh at my words and curled some of the material of my jacket into her fist. Yeah, well you had better be careful, Buster. I might be tiny, but I'm tough. She put up her arm and flexed her bicep for my benefit. Taking the bare skin into my hand, I gave it a light squeeze. Like a rock, isn't it? Rock? No. But I was impressed by how firm it was. It would appear that this girl works out a lot. Come on, pay me a compliment. It's not even the hardest muscle on my body. She looked at me and grinned a sly grin. I bet you're right, and everyone gets to see the other muscle whenever they want. Her grin faded to a glare. If you mean my ass? Claire started to be defensive. Let me tell you something. I work very hard to keeping it looking the way that it does, so why not show it off? It helps pay the bills. She was tapping her foot and waiting for an answer. Show it to anyone you want. Doesn't matter to me. But that's why guys like your buddy from earlier think that they can just take a piece of whatever they want. I think by saying this, she was hurt, and for some unknown reason, I felt bad. I thought of a way to take it back, but I was stumbling on my words. Sorry, you're right. It looks great, and you should be very proud of it. There was an uncomfortable silence. She looked at me, through me, and then beyond me. I looked in the same direction as her but saw nothing. It was almost as if she had dismissed our conversation and no longer wanted me near her. Knowing that she was safe in the hands of the tournament people, I turned and started to walk away. No. The volume that she said it made me jump. No what? I asked, turning back so that I was once again facing her. No, I don't have an escort back to my room. This time she was a lot quieter. Don't they have a driver for you, or give you a car? I asked as I walked back to her. Her smile told me what was coming. Do I look like Tiger Woods to you? Her devilishly cute smile had returned. Depending on where we play, we don't even get bus fare. Her cuteness made her look a lot younger than 23. Although her round of golf was done for the day, she was still dressed to play. Standing in front of me, she put one of her cleats on the other in an innocent manner and rocked back and forth on one foot. Where are you staying? I asked. The Hilton Garden. When she told me it made sense, it was nice enough and nearby. Let's go, was all I said. After gathering her belongings, we walked to the shuttle and took the seven-minute trip to my SUV. There were only a few people on the bus with us, 
but they all gave us a lot of looks. Like a gentleman, I carried Claire's bag and opened the back of my vehicle. The smell of new filling my nose made me smile. Is this a cop car? She asked sincerely. Not this particular one, but yes, lots of Ford Explorers are cop cars. Why the hell would you want to drive the same car that you drive at work? Her head was tilted like I was doing something stupid by driving a brand new SUV. Familiarity, I suppose. I like knowing where all the buttons are and how everything works. I told her. I don't know, doesn't that seem kinda dumb? She stopped because she was going to say my name, and then realized that she had no idea what it was. Ryan. I stuck out my hand and pushed the button to close the hatch. Claire. She said sheepishly that I took off my security jacket and tossed it onto the back seat. Doing so turned out to be a bad move because the sight of my shoulder holster and gun alarmed my passenger. Jesus, do you really think that you might have needed that? She asked me in an almost shocked tone. Needed? Let's hope not. Want to have it just in case? Yes. Her mood had changed and the drive to her hotel was somewhat quiet. Not awkward, just quiet. She looked around inside and outside of the vehicle as I maneuvered down the street. There's no way that your cop car is this nice inside. It was more of a statement from her. No, the other one is a base model. This one has some options that the force thinks we don't need. Does that mean you now approve of my ride? I asked. I approved before. I would just never have the same kind of car I work out of. She told me flatly. Oh, so you mean you'll never own a golf cart, even when you're old, living in central Florida, and hustling golf? I got in a little shot of my own. Good point, Dick. She said with a chuckle. I signaled the turn, slowed, and pulled into the well-light entrance to Claire's hotel. But before I even got close to the front doors, I pulled to the curb and stopped. Something wasn't right. I have never been the kind of person that denies or discounts karma, deja vu and fate. They seem real enough and you can't dismiss those feelings. But I'm not, nor have I ever been, a very big fan of coincidence. So, looking at the front entrance, I knew that it had to be something else. What? Claire asked, leaning forward, trying to see what I was looking at. Sit back, and don't move into the light. My hand touched her shoulder and pushed her back into the leather of the seat. There. Do you see him? See vous? She tried to lean forward again when she asked that I turned and gave her. What the hell? Look and stopped her from leaning up. Look. Right there in front of the junipers. I told her. Holy fucking shit. Cussed out of her cute puffy lips. Her words told me that she also saw what I did. The same guy that had grabbed her wrist at the golf course was standing in the shadows outside of the hotel. He was still wearing the exact same thing as before and even in his dim surroundings, he wasn't hard to notice. There seemed to be lots of fans waiting to get a look at their favorite golfer, so he mixed in, and it didn't stand out to anyone but us. You know, maybe I've seen that guy before. Now that I'm getting a good look at him, he's talked to me before. It was in North Carolina or Florida. Maybe both, she informed me. Did he ever try to grab or touch you before? I was concerned there might be a trend. Not once, was her answer. Her hand grabbed the door handle and she tried to open it. 
Out of instinct, my hand reached out and I grabbed the bare, warm flesh on her leg to stop her. Claire's head looked down on my hand touching her thigh and made a comment. Pretty handsy on a first date, aren't you, cop? She challenged. It's not a date, I'm working. Was all I could come up with. Dialing an inside line to the desk sergeant, I told him the situation and asked for some backup. The only problem was that it was a hot Saturday night in Cincinnati, and things can be very busy, so the closest unit to just do a drive-by was about 30 minutes out. Let me drive you to another hotel, I suggested. You have a gun. Walk me past him. I should be safe in my room, she tried to reason. Should is the key word. I think another hotel is the safest thing for you tonight. Again, I was only suggesting. I bet you do, but did you notice me carrying a purse anywhere? Everything I own is in my room. And it's a room that I'm comped, if you know what I mean. She hadn't taken her eyes off the guy outside of her hotel, even as she spoke. Is there someone in town that you could call? Maybe you could stay at their place. I asked. Who the hell do you think I would know in Cincy? Her lips and eyebrow curled at me. Fair enough. The danger of staying at the hotel outweighed the safety of leaving, so I put the SUV into reverse and backed out of the semicircle and onto the street. We drove away, and Claire's guy had never even noticed that she was there. Where are we going? I need to get into my room, she demanded. I'll take you somewhere safe. You'll have everything that you need. I promise. And if you feel uncomfortable, I'll take you back there later, when everyone leaves for the night and we'll deal with that guy in the morning. I could feel her staring at me as I spoke. Driving across town, toward the river, I felt a sense of relief knowing that there wouldn't be any conflict tonight. Point fifteen minutes later, we pulled into the gated parking lot of my riverfront loft. This is my place. I told her, just in case she was wondering I was on the third level, which was actually the fifth and sixth floors. We opted for the elevator rather than the stairs. We had walked enough today. Stepping off the lift, the sounds of bass could be heard as music came from behind the big metal door. Your wife? Claire asked. Nope. I told her. Girlfriend? She asked again. Younger brother. That is unless your buddy found out where I live and likes listening to Drake while he waits for us. I quipped. Very funny. But she didn't think that it was. Sean didn't hear us coming in. He was too involved in his own events. With one of his favorite rappers belting out songs, Sean was leaning back with his girlfriend laying almost on top of him. From where we were standing, we could see that their lips were locked, and my brother had his shirt off. We could also see that one of his hands was up under his date's blouse, fondling her. The little fucker had made it to first base, and I felt bad that I was about to break it up. But as I thought about it, the feeling was short-lived, because ever since he turned eighteen, my younger brother seemed to use my house whenever he knew I wouldn't be there. Hm. I loudly cleared my throat. The tall brunette shot up off the couch. Standing up in such a hurry that she didn't notice that she was standing in front of us with her right boob uncovered. Her t-shirt and shorts appeared to be pretty wrinkled from all of the twisting and turning I imagined they were doing but what made my laugh was Sean jumping up beside her. His boner was pointed so far north that it was threatening to poke its head out of his sweats. The brunette looked at Claire, 
and Claire made a motion of pulling down her top to cover the exposed skin. If the young lady wasn't red before, she was crimson now. Damn bro, knock much? My little brother asked. Claire giggled as I set her bag on one of the industrial stools and turned away from my brother. She watched them try to fix themselves up and into a presentable state. Sean. I took a guess at the next name. Ally? This is Claire Fogel. She is golfing in the LPGA tourney this weekend. Claire, this is my brother and his. It's Hogel, dude. My brother corrected me. I looked at Claire, and she just nodded in agreement. I looked at Ally, and she was still staring at Claire. I looked at Sean. He was beat red, and his boner wasn't going anywhere. How the hell do you know that? You don't watch golf. I thought about it for a second, and a, oh, came out of my mouth. I could imagine the ass pictures that he had looked at on Instagram. Now, both Ally and Claire were looking at Sean. One with a huge smile. One, not so much. It didn't take long for my unwanted house guests to clean up and gather their things. Everyone said their goodbyes, and Claire gave both Ally and Sean a hug. Sean even put out his hand and shook Claire's, wishing her good luck in the final round. Forty-five seconds later, he shot me a text saying that he was putting the hug in the spank bank for later, and that he didn't plan on washing his hand before he jerked off tonight. Fucking kid. After the thick metal door had clanged shut and I had put the antique deadbolt into place, I felt that I could relax a bit. They're cute. How old is your? Claire was asking. Almost nineteen, but if my parents find out that he spends his spare time here, and not studying at the library like he tells them, he probably won't see a birthday in the near future. I answered her nervously. He's a handsome kid. And her, wow she's hot. I mean, did you get a look at her boob? Man, it looked perfect. I wish that mine were a bit bigger. Maybe the same size as Paige's. Unintentionally, my eyes scanned up and down her body. It wasn't intended to be pervy, but it sure felt like it as I watched her nipples harden under the soft yellow golf shirt she was wearing. You're perfect. Why would you want to change anything about yourself? I asked. I don't know. Maybe if they were enhanced, more people would follow me. She replied. Wouldn't you rather they follow you because of your golf game, and not because you are a fantasy figure for them? Look at yourself. You don't need to be any sexier. You've already knocked that part of your game out of the park. What you need to do is be more consistent on the grass. Work on your chipping and putting. Play every round like you did today. Win a couple of tournaments, and the whole damn world will be following you. I instantly regretted my words. Her beautiful face scrunched up with a sour look. I had overstepped my boundaries and crossed the imaginary line. I definitely had no business telling someone that I didn't know what they should or shouldn't be doing. Claire, look, I'm sorry. I was out of line and what you do, or how you play, is none of my business. I wanted to say more, but I didn't know what. If you want to follow me, I'll show you to your room. I carried her bag up the stairs to the open loft. Luckily the spare room had not been ransacked by Sean and Ally, so I knew that the bedding and towels would be clean. Her leather bag, I noticed, had her monogram in gold letters on both sides. Just looking at it, I knew that it had seen a lot of tournaments. The blinds are controlled by that remote. 
the door to the room locks, and so does the one to your bathroom. There are all kinds of toiletries. Use anything you see. And in the linen closet, there are a couple of different sizes of robes. I have my bag of goodies, but nothing to wear other than my golf clothes. She told me, We'll stop at your hotel in the morning. I let her know. Pulling the door closed behind me, I made my way into my room and stripped down. The cool water felt good as the shower washed away the day of sweat and dirt from being on the course. I dried off and pulled on my favorite Buckeyes t-shirt, a pair of black mesh champion shorts, and looked at the clock on my nightstand. 8.51 p.m. No wonder I was hungry. The exposed brick, cement, and wood beams did a lot to hide the sounds in and out of my loft condo. I was tempted to knock on the spare room door and see if Claire was ready to eat, but I never gave in to the temptation. I was glad that I didn't, because I was only downstairs for a few seconds when I noticed her looking over the rail. She seemed mesmerized by the darkening view of the river and the dim lights that were starting to come on around the city. Drink? I asked. God, yes. I'll have whatever you're having. This view is so cool. From here the city looks huge. She told me that I pulled out a couple of cold bottles of from a nearby brewery and opened them both. Claire declined my offer of a glass. Instead, she clinked my bottle and put hers to her lips. The elvish beauty took a long pull and smiled when she wiped her lips. Are you hungry? We could order in, or if you want, we can go out. I put it out there so she could choose. Do you like Asian food? I love those thick spicy noodles with beef and any kind of dumplings. She took another sip of her beer and added, Or Mexi. I love Mexican food. We finished our beers and were halfway through our second when my regular skip-the-dishes guy was ringing the buzzer. With a fist pump, he handed me the bag and I handed him a tip. Claire had found a corkscrew and was in the process of opening a Napa white that caught her eye. It was from a vineyard that she had apparently visited with family when she wasn't on tour. As tiny as she is, she had no problem loading her plate with noodles, dumplings, and the sushi she picked as an afterthought. Ryan, please let me pay. It's the least that I can do. I mean considering everything you've had to do for me. My treat. It's actually really nice to have company. As you saw earlier... My night was just chasing my little brother out so that I don't prematurely become an uncle. I told her. How much younger is he? Claire asked while stuffing a California roll covered in wasabi into her mouth. Five years. We have a sister in between us. I told her. Does she ever sneak over and use your place? I smiled at her question and shook my head. Oh, no. I know that it's a double standard but if she did, I'd show her friend my batch. I laughed so that Claire knew I was somewhat joking. Leaning forward, Claire reached for her glass. The front panel of the robe she was wearing fall open, exposing her right breast. Nearly the same thing that had happened to Ally earlier. I should have said something, but I froze. I couldn't take my eyes off of the perfect globe. Big, firm and pink, with a large, hard nipple. Setting her glass back on the table, she smiled at me. I was caught staring at her naked tit. I'd ask what you thought, but you already told me that I was perfect. So, I guess there's no need to ask again. There was a proudness in her voice. I stand behind what I said. Even more so at this point, 
and I gotta tell you that tonight is the most naked skin action this room has seen in a very long time. I mean with you and Ally showing off. I told her, and she hardly blushed. So, Ryan, no girlfriend, slash fiancé, come wife? Her hand twirling noodles as she asked. Not currently. You. I asked her. She hesitated for a while and chewed the food in her mouth. Then she dipped a dumpling and popped it into the mix. Took a couple of small sips of wine and turned so that she was facing me. No. I waited for more, but that's all she said. Really? From your reaction, I was expecting more. I told her. I have no problem telling you. My last boyfriend, and there hasn't been many, dumped me when I told him that planned on doing a part tour this year, and a full tour next. He said that it was my dream and not his. That it didn't fit into what he wanted from life. He told me that I'd never be as good as the rest of the girls, so if I planned on making it my career choice, I had better get used to being broke. I told him to go fuck himself, and he told me that we were done. So, when I was at practice, he packed whatever I had at his place, and left it on the front porch for me, along with a note. At least he didn't send me a text. Nice guy, right? Her tough exterior was showing signs of pain coming from somewhere deep inside. He sounds like a winner. His loss. The golf world's gain. The rest of our night was quiet. Claire curled up on the sofa, and I kept to myself on my oversized chair. Claire. Claire. I gently rubbed her shoulder. When she opened her eyes, she looked shocked for a few seconds until she got her bearings. You should probably get some rest if you're going to kick some ass tomorrow. We discussed the arrangements for morning. It was hard to concentrate as I climbed the stairs behind her. My mind was all over the place as I watched her smooth muscular legs as they moved in front of me. Claire said that she wanted to hit a bucket of balls or two, so she was looking to be up at 6 a.m. and on the road before 7 a.m. Plans had been made, and alarms would be set. Outside the spare room, Claire turned at the door and raised up on her tippy toes, kissed my cheek, and lowered herself down. Thank you so much for everything. And then she disappeared. It was the worst sleep that I had had in a very long time. Early the next morning, Claire appeared ready to golf. She was wearing her backup golf clothes, and her dirty blonde hair was wrapped in a ponytail that stuck out of her visor. With a good night of sleep and a hot shower, she was all business. I asked if we needed to stop at the hotel for anything, but she waved me off, and we headed to the main event at Kenwood C.C. There was little doubt about how focused Claire was. Every ball that she hit on the driving range was straight and well-aimed. She was making practice putts from deep and was reading slopes well, which paid off later in the day. She was so focused that she didn't even notice when Edgar Perez walked up behind her on the range. Pete and I did a classic redirect. We had one of the coordinators ask him for help in the player's lounge. She told him that a couple of players needed fans for a photo shoot. Edgar jumped at the chance to be near the lady golfers and near the action. Pete was the first to notice something a little off with Edgar's credentials. The photo badge that allowed access had been altered and his own picture had been added. Upon further investigation, threatening letters and the same stationery used to write the other letters were later found in the backpack Edgar was carrying. Like many obsessed fanatics, Edgar claimed that he only wanted to get closer to the golfers, and that Claire was the love of his life 
She just didn't know it yet.I in the end she wasn't the love he thought she was. And both Pete and I watched as he was taken away in the back seat of a squad car. What the fuck man? Word is that your golfer stayed at your place last night. How the hell did you manage that? And why am I the last to know? Pete was whisper screaming. S-H-H-H-H. It's not what you think. I tried to calm him. Not what I think. Fuck buddy, let me tell you something. I bet that you wish it was exactly what I think. He was smiling and shaking his head. Although the perp was behind bars, we still did our day of work. The organizers wanted the final round to go off without any hiccups. So, because of Claire's good round on Saturday, she went off a little later in the day with another golfer who looked like she was twelve. Sung Hyun Park. Claire played even par golf for seven holes. Then she birdied both the eighth and ninth dot on the back nine, the fourteenth hole bit back, and her confidence took a hit when she put her second shot in the water. She wanted to be on in two and putt for the eagle, but she bounced it into the drink. A an argument of sorts broke out with her and her caddy. I knew what it was, and for the first time during the entire day, I said something to her. I knew from last night that Claire was a movie buff, so I called her out. Hey Tin Cup, listen to your caddy. Walking close to me with a look that could possibly hurt someone, she held her score book up to her face so that it covered her mouth and asked, You ever golf here? As a matter of fact, I did, but only once. I informed her by speaking into my hand. Oh, you tough guy, what did you shoot? She wanted a laugh at my expense and prove her point, but I had had a good enough round the one time that I had played the course. 81, but I was playing from the men's tees. When I told her my score, she squinted her eye and coughed me a bullshit under her breath. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I could shoot a 72 if I golfed here four days in a row. I taunted. Claire scratched the side of her leg the leg that was facing away from the cameras, and when she did, for my benefit, her middle finger was extended as far out as it could go, her very nonchalant, go fuck yourself, wasn't even a tiny bleep on the radar, like all her good shots on Saturday, today's shot on the 14th was another great save. Claire ended up finishing her round four under, and for the very first time in her career, she finished in the top ten.my golfer was very excited but she had to wait for seven other pairs of golfers to complete their day before she could celebrate. And when the final golfer putted out, and it was all over and confirmed, she couldn't have been any happier. Her first top ten was a very memorable one that I watched as Claire mingled with her fellow golfers. They appeared to be a tight-knit group and now she was a part to them. The entire group and a bunch of VIPs disappeared into the main hospitality tent and the curtain dropped. Buddy, you see that? NASA thanked me and tried to palm me a hundred bucks. Pete was laughing out loud as we boarded the shuttle bus. Maybe she wants an American husband. I teased. When we walked into the parking lot I asked Pete. You wanna grab a beer somewhere? I wanted to go out and hope Pete would join me. Nah. My all too real American wife and kids are waiting for me at home. It's been a real long weekend but the extra cash will help pay for Cole's new car seat. Plus, Ginny got some funky shit planned. She thinks that I'm all horned up being around all these ladies. Catch ya Wednesday night. My best friend slapped my back and climbed into his car. Wednesday night was our next shift at our real jobs, 
For once, I almost hoped that my brother was at my place, but the condo was quiet. Even so, I knocked and waited. After a couple seconds, I knocked again and opened the door. Everything was almost normal. He had been there. The empty pizza box told me so. That and the music. It was low, but it wasn't on when I left. And when I checked the garbage, the foil wrapper from a condom told me that Ally had probably been there as well. My younger brother was a lucky little fucker when it came to women. I opened the large stainless steel door on my fridge and stopped when I noticed something different. There were four beers left in a cardboard six-pack, so I pulled out one of the founder's all-day vakis and popped it open. The wheat ale sang a beautiful song as it glided over my tongue. Sean was going to be pissed, because I planned on having at least one more of his beers. It was the tax in lieu of rent for him using my place as a flop house. Locking away my gun, I tossed everything, including the event jacket that I was told to keep, into the wash. Then I climbed into the shower. Clicking on Prime Video, the screen for my favorite show popped up. I was immediately set to watch Bosch Legacy from where I had left off a week ago. I love Harry Bosch. If only being a cop or a private detective was really that cool. Halfway through the show, I opened my second beer and before I could make it back to my chair, the buzzer from the lobby rang that I tried to watch the video feed from the lobby, but in camera was blocked by a large bag of takeout food. So, I pushed the button to speak. Yeah? I asked. Delivery from Rillies. It was the worst Asian accent ever. Sorry, I ordered a pizza, not Lily's. I chuckled. I hadn't ordered anything from anywhere. Let me in. I got noodle and other stuffs. We going talk about it. Police. The voice begged. Nope. Thanks anyway, but I'll just wait for my pizza. I teased. Fuck Ru. Ru got pay me for noodles. The fake accent was only getting worse. Sorry, I don't have any cash. I lied that IT took a moment, but the delivery person finally replied. Dad okay. There was a sudden pause as someone got off the elevator and exited the building. With them finally gone, the delivery person continued. A maybe we take out in a trade. Man, that accent sucked so much it was insulting to all Asians that I pushed the buzzer to open the lobby door. Claire looked absolutely stunning when she stepped off the elevator. The golf gear had been replaced by an above-the-knee floral dress that fit her like a glove and showed off every single curve hidden beneath it. The cleats were gone. In their place were a pair of white heels that accented what she was wearing. Over her shoulder, she was carrying the same bag as yesterday, and in her left hand was a bag of food from Lily's. She sped past me and dropped both bags on the countertop. You miss me, cop? She asked as she twirled, causing a blur of colors to flash before my eyes. As a matter of fact, I... The rest of my words didn't get out. Claire leaped into my arms and when I grabbed her, she did her best to wrap her legs around mine. Aren't you going to congratulate me? First time in the top ten and it took you pushing me to do it. Congratulations, but I had nothing to do with it. Claire, you need to know that it was in you all along. Her cute button nose pushed against my cheek as she pressed her full lips onto mine. Her tongue tasted minty and fresh as it whirled over my beer-coated lips and tongue. My hands found the firm cheeks of her ass to hold her up, while my tongue moved over her impossibly white teeth. 
This sudden act of excitement raced through my mind. I thought about how firm and good her ass cheeks felt to my fingers. I thought about her smell and taste. I thought about how good it felt to have her arms draped over my shoulder, hugging me and pulling me to her. The more I thought about it, the more brainwaves it sent to my lower region, and soon enough, I was hard as a rock that I purposely let Claire slip down a few inches so that the head of my shaft slid under her dress, and I could feel the heat of her panty-covered pussy as it rested near the tip of my cock. Is that because of me, baby? She could feel me pressing on her, and she knew full well that she had caused it. Using my foot to push the big metal door closed behind me, I carried my little vixen up the stairs and into my room. Her feet found the top of the mattress, and I set her down. Standing before me, she bent one of her knees in front of the other. As much as my eyes were focused on her, my hands had different ideas. The skin of her legs felt smooth under the touch of my fingers. Her thighs were warm and muscular to my touch, and as continued moving up, her thong-covered ass felt incredible. Squeezing and kneading the cheeks of her ass, Claire bent down and moaned into my mouth. Claire, we're moving pretty fast here. Are you sure that this is something that you really want, and not just a spur-of-the-moment thing? I had to ask for her sake. Let's talk about it later. She said as she pushed her tongue back into my mouth. This was all I needed to advance. My fingers followed the thin material of her tiny panties until I could feel the silky elastic that circled her waist. Putting digits from both hands into the unseen garment, I started to ease them off of her ass. With hopes of pulling them down her legs. Claire's reaction told me that I was home free. The once bent leg straightened so that she was standing with both feet flat on the mattress of my bed. Her arms reached out, and while I worked at her underwear, she pulled my t shirt over my chest. Nice. You work out, cop? Her hands were running over my shoulders and abs. About as much as you do, I said while I cupped the cheeks of her now naked ass. Arching her back, she swayed her hips as she shimmied the tight dress up her body and over her head. Naked before me, I could understand the large following that she had on Instagram, and I could only imagine the uproar if they could see her like this. Flawless was the very first word that came to mind. Claire was more than a cute influencer, she was also a beautiful woman. One that wasn't even in the prime of her life yet. She seemed to be smart, well-spoken, intelligent, ambitious. And if that wasn't enough for you, she has an impeccable body. Yes, she is flawless. The kind of girl that teenager boys have wet dreams over. Jesus Christ. I said as I wrapped my lips around one of her perky little nipples. When my hands parted the cheeks of her ass, I could feel her fingers trying to weave into my short hair and the tug as they found some grip. Sliding into the crevice, I was greeted by her puckered butthole and the steamy wetness of her willing pussy. But this wasn't what Claire wanted. She broke free of my grip and tossed herself backwards onto the pile of pillows that were on my bed and patted her hand on the mattress in a join me motion. Pulling my shorts off and kicking them across the floor, I crawled up beside her naked form. I don't do this a lot, she told me. Me either, if we're being completely honest, I told her. With a shove, I was pushed onto my back and Claire immediately began kissing her way south. Her lips and tongue bit and licked, leaving a shiny trail of saliva on the way. Even though I was highly aroused, I laughed when the tip of her tongue darted over the outer ring of my belly button and filled the small hole with spittle. 
Dragging my cock between the cleavage of her breasts, Claire took the time to squeeze them together, encompassing my hard shaft. With a few quick motions, and a few pumps and thrusts, the warm tease of her firm breasts fucking me, was over. Moving down her mouth opened and one at a time she sucked a ball into her wet opening. Licking and sucking it only long enough to get it wet. This girl knew what she wanted, and when her tongue made its final move from the bottom of my scrotum, up the length of my shaft, over the pulsing mushroom tip, and lowered down so that she was swallowing me whole, I knew what I wanted too. My moans were giving it away. You like that, cop? You want me to keep going? She teased that I nodded and benefited from Claire using everything at her disposal. Her lips, tongue, teeth, and hands. They all took turns pleasuring me. It was the best possible combination of pressure and sucking, and before too long, it felt like I was going to explode. Claire, I'm... When I started, her teeth gave me a little bite that halted me from going where I was headed. Releasing me from her spit-covered lips, she lifted her head and showed the precum that she had gathered on her tongue. With a giggle, she swallowed the little offering and dove up beside me. Our mouths only meeting for a split second, before I spun and landed with my body almost covering her exposed back as she lay face down on my BD.MY cock was throbbing and begging for any form of relief. But it was going to have to wait. It was my turn to tease Claire, and it all started with kissing her neck. I pulled her long blonde strands over her head and kissed every inch for her shoulders and neck. Mmm, that feels so good. She let me know. Her face still buried in a pile of fluffy pillows. Like her, I licked me way down her body. Only I did the back, while she had done the front. When my face arrived at her cute little ass, I noticed the dimples on her backside, just above her ass cheeks. I also took notice of how cute her pussy was. It had nice lips that were pink and full, and a hard little nub for a clit. Combined with her dimples, they were the sexiest things ever dot and no longer able to please either of us by just looking. I used my nose and parted the firm cheeks and sunk my tongue deep. Out of instinct alone, Claire's hips raised up off the bed and her ass pressed back against my face. There was no chance of me letting her go as my hands found the fronts of her thighs and pulled her to me. Taking long swipes with my tongue, I gathered juices that were seeping out of her and running down to her clit. Licking upward, I pulled myself though her meaty lips, parting them so that I could enjoy her wonderful taste. Claire moaned as I lingered. So, I continued up, only finishing when I reached her ass. I lingered and twirled my tongue, only to start the entire process over again. Twisting and writhing, Claire squirmed so much that she ended up on her back, so I lowered myself to my stomach and got to work. Putting my tongue back on Claire's glistening pussy, she spread her legs open for me to give me as much access as I wanted, but I wouldn't need all of it. I knew by her fluid output that she was ready, so I curled a finger into the tightness of her pussy and attacked her clit with a series of light, rapid-fire flicks. Ryan! Unlike her, when she said my name, I didn't stop. Her fingers again tried to find grip in my short hair as she pulled my face harder against herself. Go out, Claire's hips bucked over my face while she rode out her climax. Every part of my face, and most of my hand was soaked from her free-flowing juices. I was enjoying myself just as much as she was. Her hand caressed my head as we quietly cuddled in the afterglow.by the time we had finished the oral part of the evening. Darkness had completely filled the condo.
The only lights came from the large flat screen of my TV and the lights that tried to light the river and the city. But even in the dark, I could see how sexy Claire was, and as I traced my hands over her silky skin, it was confirmed. Ryan, she said shyly. Yes. Can we make love? Her words shocked me a bit. Make love? Claire, I'm sorry, but I don't have any condoms. I'll look and see if Sean left some somewhere in the other room, but I can't promise. I said as I started to climb out of the bed. Her hand grabbed my arm, and she asked, Would you think that I was a slut if I told you that bareback was all right? I, well, I'm, I mean, I get tested for work all the time, so I'm, I was rambling. I'm clean too, if that's what you're worried about. She told me, as she moved her legs so that it was over mine. I was worried. We didn't know one another. What if something strange happened and we had a baby together? I mean weirder things have happened. But that didn't stop me as I reached for her. I mean if taste was any indication, she was spotless. And why horniness took a backseat to caution as my hands cupped the cheeks of her ass. The fingertips could feel her wetness as I gripped and pulled her closer. I tugged her to me until my shaft was squished between us. Our lips met at the same time as her beautiful titties pressed into my chest. The kiss, our kiss, was very sexual, alive and erotic. Yes, I was in full agreement. We were about to make love. The warmth of her vagina was touching my leg as she climbed into position. Claire had requested cowgirl so that she could control me. Yes, control me. She said that she wanted to be in charge of speed and depth. It was her idea and I had zero issues with it. Ready for the main event, Claire aligned me to her warm wet opening, leaned forward and bit my ear, then whispered into it. Thank you for being there for me, and started to sink down. Amazing was the only way to describe the feeling as every ripple of her velvety wetness engulfed me. It was heaven as every inch of her tightness encased my shaft and held me like a fitted glove the soft stands of her thick blonde hair swayed and covered my face when she swung down to bite my neck. Motionless with the exception of our hips we lay embraced and joined as one dot Claire's pelvis moved and gyrated, causing me pleasure that until that very moment had been unknown to me. That and her tight grip made me want to please her all the way to the ends of the earth. Oh, baby, she said as I pushed up and sank everything that I had into her. So good. As our thrusts became more and more synchronized, it became very apparent that we were indeed in the truest form of the word, making love. We were exchanging everything thing that lovers do. Lust, pleasure, saliva, semen, and soon we would be sharing gratification. Providing each other with pleasure was the ultimate goal. And why lover put her hands high on my chest and pressed her fingers into my skin while she arched her back into an impossible curve. This maneuver put extra pressure on my shaft as we bucked together. The position only lasted for a short time until Claire leaned back, showing me her exposed clit. Yes, was her scream as I used my thumb to massage the hard nub above her slit. Fuck. Just a bit faster. Oh my, like that, just she it. She cried out and stopped moving. I didn't stop. I couldn't stop. Not for the life of me. I was close. South close that I had to keep going. Racing forward to the finish line. I and what I will remember for the entirety of my life as a loving moment, 
Claire took my head in her soft hands and pulled my face to her. Come for me, baby. Let me feel you fill me, was all that she said before her lips gave me a tender kiss. It was like a tourniquet that had been holding back come had been released. The painful buildup instantly became ecstasy as I exploded and provided her waiting womanhood with what she had asked me for. The point where we were joined looked a mess. Her juices combined with mine to make a sloppy, frothy foam. It was an image that made me very happy and content. For a couple of strangers that claimed that they haven't had a substantial number of lovers, we did what I think was a very good job of pleasing one another. From my standpoint, Claire's oral game is top-notch, and by her actions, I think that I reciprocated nicely. And the actual act and art of lovemaking itself was in my opinion, great. The perfect fit if you will. Placing her head on the same pillow that I already occupied, we kissed without any words until our world faded into the darkness of the night. Claire stayed with me until her flight on Wednesday. Not once did we leave the condo. It became her running joke to ask me if I was. Still working? Every time that I gave her an orgasm. It was a shot at me for saying that we weren't on a date on Saturday night, because I was still on the clock. Another time she brought me to the brink with her mouth. I was on the edge of exploding, when she stopped and looked me in the eyes. Were you joking about shooting an 81 at Kenwood? She asked with the head of my penis resting on her lower lip. I smiled, grabbed her beautiful head, and filled her mouth with another of my loads. It was a whirlwind week, but one that could never be forgotten and we both felt it as we drove to the airport. The hug at the departure gate was bittersweet. Both Claire and I were better people for having got to know one another. She may have learned some valuable lessons. I know that I had, and in the end, I was happy that I had gotten to know her. We kissed like no one was watching, but like they say, all good things must come to an end. Time had run out on our fairy tale. The coach had turned back into a pumpkin and the coachman into mice. Claire had a flight to catch, and I had my own job to do. My curled finger lifted her chin to find her incredible eyes full of tears. Don't. You're way stronger than that, I said as I wiped away the glistening drops. Remember, tough, beautiful, and relentless. What if I. She stopped herself from finishing. Her lips touched mine so softly that I wasn't even sure if they were there. Turning from me, she walked away without ever turning back. Sadly, I watched her disappear behind her gate, and just like that, she was gone. Things settled back to normal as soon as my butt sat in the cruiser. It was hell for me, but I did my job. With working the night shift, sleep got in the way of watching any of the LPGA tourney in Portland. On Sunday night, when Pete and I were sitting through roll call, he showed me that NASA was once again the winner. Two events in a row for her, but what brought a huge smile to my face— was that Ms. Hogel had finished tied for fourth, a very respectable five shots back from the leader. It made the rest of my night. I wish that I'd have seen it. Monday morning, the old yellow Cincy taxi that was waiting alongside the curb outside of my gate pulled up right behind my Explorer when I pushed the button to open the gate. Pulling into my spot, I checked my rearview mirror. I could see Claire handing the driver money. She had been waiting for my shift to end and for me to get home. Stepping out, I walked back and opened the door. Reaching in, I grabbed her monogrammed bag in one hand, and her soft hand in the other. She looked as tired as I was when we walked through the lobby. 
neither of us speaking. We entered the elevator without saying a word and waited as it took us up and into our condo. We didn't say a word until we were up the stairs and headed into the loft. Are you okay with me being your Monday to Wednesday girlfriend during the season? She asked me as she undressed and pulled back the covers on our bed. No. I want you to be my girlfriend all the time. But I'm okay with us only being together when we can be. I assured her as I slid into bed beside her and pulled up the sheets. I don't always make lots of money, she shyly told me. We'll do fine. I said as I looked at her sleepy face we both had weird schedules, but that's what would keep our relationship so interesting. With vacation and shift changes, I could get some extra time off and we would spend lots of time together as a couple. How long will you be alright with that kind of arrangement? There was a trace of a tear in the corner of her beautiful eye as she asked. Until we grow old. I told her as I wrapped my arm over her and pushed the button on the remote that closes the blinds. Until we grow old. 